Just a couple dudes. I'm one of your hosts, Eric Flattiger. And the co-host, Frank Lewandowski. We're just listening to a little bit of Marvin Gaye. Mercy me. The Marvin Gaye. God, he's so good. He just gets you in the feels real quick. He does. Especially for today, because what are we talking about? The topic is human compassion. I think this is really going to raise our female listeners. I think it is. I think it's a good topic. I think we're 50-50 so far on females and males, by the way. Oh, yeah? Pretty diverse crowd. I'd say that, if we look at the analytics. According to Podbean Analytics. We're also in multiple countries. And states. Multiple states? Yeah, multiple states. Random people in like California and Texas. Are listening to it? Have played it at least. Really? (laughs) Clicked or downloaded it. That's wild. Yeah. We're growing it by... Here we are. Right now it's... uh, Well, of course, by the time people hear this, it won't be January 2nd, 2020. But this is being recorded January 2nd, 2020. And we've already had like three to four hundred downloads. Wow. Only released four episodes. That's wild. Okay. Yeah. Keep growing, baby. We're growing. But that's why we need all of you lovely people listening and that's sharing. We need. And we need suggestions, please. Suggestions. We've already been given some good suggestions about some things we can do better, different ways to structure. We've talked it over ourselves. So we're working. We're a work in progress. I, but think, I think it's tough because we have so much fun. We do. Like yeah. We just have so much fun and then get off topic because... Why just stay on one topic? There's just so much about life to talk about. Yeah, there's so much good stuff. Yeah, I even like repeating myself. I know, I love it. Especially <laughs> when you know like one good, You're, one really good fact. And you just want to yeah. just constantly spread it. Just one statistic that works. Yeah. Yeah. So but coming back to human compassion. My human thought compassion. was uh, both of us are, I like the term healer. Mm. I heard that today. I was in the golf course and a oh, guy, I talked to a guy and he was 58, happy guy, been married 36 years. And he said the keys of marriage were communication, you know, common answer. And then it's hard work. And then he also said, be honest. It hurts for a shorter period of time. And it is the only way to answer things. And I believe that. It was really important, right? We yeah. talked about no more Mr. Nice Guy in the past, how you think you're being nice, but you're really not. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, be honest with yourself and others. And even though it might hurt at first being honest, you get more to the root of the issue where you can actually grow from it. Right? Oh, yeah. Honesty is really, uh, it's a brutal, it can be brutal. It can. I mean, don't don't be hurtful. No, no, no. But just being like true and honest and raw. But I, I can tell you, I don't do well with uh, feedback because I beat myself up so hard. So yeah. when I'm at work and I get like, hey, you dosed this medication wrong. I'm like, well, maybe the weight was wrong on the computer. Yeah. No. Was, you instantly want to have like, well, what was my thought process on? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like how how was I wrong or why would I have been wrong or there must have been a reason. Yeah. Or I was too busy. You know, I, I'm i just trying to make like, the on, company, you know, look great, blah, blah, blah. And uh Whatever, you know, sometimes you have to just sit back and be like, oh, okay, this is just constructive criticism and it's there to help you grow. Yeah, be that's better. true. Yeah. So, human compassion. So I think uh, kind of a coping mechanism I have is when I'm struggling with stress at work 
or I'm struggling with, um, I don't know, just life in general, I cope, I have an adaptive behavior where I really want to help others. And maybe it's a little bit over the top, but in my profession, it helps because I feel like I'm more patient and I try harder to make people feel better. Yeah. Which can exhaust me faster, I think, because I need to, I can't save the world. I was going to say, there is a thing called compassion fatigue. Oh. And uh, back when I used to work in social work and whatnot and behavioral health, that was a term that was thrown around quite a bit. And uh, I don't really know like the exact medical definition of compassion fatigue, but from what I took from my human experiences with the people I was working with was that, you know, you, you, people want to give and help and do so much, but when you're in an environment where I'm sure even in the medical field, you know, you're in an environment where it's like every single person you see is they need help. They need something and you just get bombarded with so much of it. It can be exhausting. It's hard when you work six days in a row and you're on that sixth day and all you can think about is going home, maybe having a glass of wine, hanging out with your boo relaxing sleeping in finally boo thing boo thing watch little mandalorian yeah watch the witcher little witcher yeah yeah god sounds good making love that sounds really good too sounds real good (laughs) and uh that sixth day it's hard to keep that compassion consistent you know when you're fresh you get a good night rest and you got your coffee nice drive no one's honking their horns on the way to work i feel like compassion comes easier yep but it, it does take uh, work and effort to keep remembering why you're doing what you're doing. It does. And I think a lot of people are become a little more jaded because of stress from work. They're tired, frustrated. Maybe they had gotten into an argument with their spouse. Who knows? Whatever. So then you get jaded. So when you see that homeless person on the, on the sidewalk, you know, it's not all the thoughts of like, oh, could they, do they need help? Do they, are they hungry? It's like that dude needs to get a job. Kind of like what you were saying before we got on. Yeah, I, I used to look at a homeless person and just be like, what are you doing bumming around, you know, go get a job, go get clean, go, you know, stop being lazy, blah, blah, blah. And then I started working with the homeless population and, you know, there was definitely some ones that were not very nice, you know, you didn't get treated very nice, but I mean, they're on the side of the road, not many of them have a BMW making a hundred grand, you know, yeah. there was like that one story <laughs> of some dude, some dude panhandled for a hundred K or you're like, yeah, <laughs> but on. there's way too many of them. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think they're making a hundred K. Okay. So that's, that's a lot. That's like $500 five days a week. But, uh, I used to have this like non-compassionate outlook on them. And then you, then you, then I started to get to know the population and actually my first job in nursing was psychiatric nursing. So I'd read people's stories and I would see how many were abused, how many people were sexually, emotionally, physically abused, how many have no parents, if one or if the parent is horrible. I mean, no one came from a normal background. Yeah. So you see this 45-year-old person that is entitled and might be rude, but you didn't realize they were just a baby born into a tough situation. Yeah. And why would they stop doing drugs? Yeah, and well, what I think what you're kind of hitting on too is like just human connection. And uh, so I pulled up this article when we're talking about human compassion um, and one paragraph from it, and I'll go back and read the title so you guys can look it up as well. It says, one additional way in which compassion may boost our overall well-being is by increasing our sense of connection to others. Um, I think that's what the thing is, is like 
we don't have some people who don't have those connections, they don't feel as much human compassion for others, you know, because you, you start to begin a little to be a little jaded, you know, to the outside world. I think we are connected, but it's the lack of quality connections. Just because you have 10,000 friends on Instagram, does that mean you have quality connections? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, it goes on to even say, uh, so one telling study showed that a lack of social connection is greater detriment to health than obesity, smoking, and high blood pressure. On the flip side, strong social connection leads to a 50% increased chance of longevity. Social connection strengthens our immune system. Research by Cole shows that genes impacted by social connection are also involved in immune function and inflammation. They help us recover from disease faster and may even lengthen our life. I believe that. Or we could just take like a layman's view and think of, you know, 24 hours in isolation in prison. It has oh, it, brain chemistry changes. Yeah. Just 24 hours. Yeah. And what's crazy is, uh, I mean, I work in uh, in education um but one one crazy thing even growing up you think about like in school suspension like you'd put a kid in like a room literally like solitary confinement and they'd be in there for like eight hours and that's that was like like that's not good i was uh in in school suspension it's horrible i had it before too especially for me where and i think you're this way i like to be uh integrated in what's going on yeah i like to be intrigued i was so bored with school my whole life and to sit there for eight hours and just doodle on your paper like, what are you teaching a kid that's mm-hmm. old school punishment i i would rather just clean something yeah i know like can we go scrub the like, sidewalk oh what are they what do they used to do? you have to bang out the the chalk eraser things oh yeah gosh God. We that can't be good boards. for you no probably not just inhaling chalk dust <sighs> All this chalk just spraying everywhere. Yeah. yeah, that damn kid. Stupid kid. That stupid kid. <laughs> Teach him to talk back. Yeah, don't raise your Not voice by to me. me an apple. Uh-uh. Yeah, dude. But I think uh, I think also, but what you know, we watch the news media. We you know, people have their apps on their phones for CNN, Fox News, whatever it is you follow, and it's all a bunch of like we talked before. It's like it's it's fear porn. It's literally just fearful stuff. It's how terrible things are. And what we don't realize is that I think I saw something as recent as like 2015 or 2016. Um, private charitable donations in America alluded to something like over $600 billion that Americans just gave freely. Not taxed, not because they had to, but just freely gave over $600 billion. So like at least in America, from that statistic alone, you can see that we actually are very compassionate people. I think our our natural instinct, I think people inherently are good. Our natural instinct is to want to help, want to give. And I mean, I can only speak for myself, but I mean, I feel like I'm an inherently good person. You know what I mean? And all the people I know, my friends, my family, you, you know, it's like, I, I think if someone was broken down on the side of the road, you would help. I would help, you know, if you saw someone struggling, someone needed a couple bucks, you'd give, you know, if for the right reasons, whatnot, I mean, what are the right reasons, but we can go into that deeper, but you know, just your inherent instinct is to help, to, to be good. The amount, just because I Googled it, mm-hmm. was $427.71 billion. Oh, I was off by oh, was in twenty eighteen. They probably don't know the amount in 2018. Oh, 2018, okay. Yeah. But that's still, I mean, it's... That's an yeah. outrageous amount. You That's crazy. That? That's wild. There's only, what, 330 million Americans? 320 yeah, something million? something like that. I mean, that's, that's, wild, a, that's, a, that's a lot of money. How many food banks is that? Yeah. How many you know, clothing, 
uh, school supplies, uh, shelters. I don't know. That, that just creates so many wonderful things. Yeah. Even uh, our really good mutual friend and my roommate, Kyle, he was telling me the other day, he's like, yeah, I just cleared a transaction today at work. He works for Vanguard for uh, like $6 million, I think he said, $6 million. And I was like, and it was a jo- it was a donation, six million dollar donation. I was like, damn. Can you imagine like being that big of a baller? But also like six million. Imagine being able to just give six million, and the fact that someone did give six million. It also kind of, I mean, not to tie politics too much into this, but you have the people who are like, oh, you know, the millionaires and the billionaires are ruining this country. I'm like, yeah, they also give millions, you know. And uh, I mean, even look at Dave Ramsey. Yeah, I just he's a millionaire. This, he's a yeah. corporation. He gives a lot of money, a ton, a lot away. of millions of dollars. Every and his year. principle is to give away. Yeah. Once you're, you know, once you're set, once you're out of debt, once you got your emergency funds, even and, when you're paying off debt, he believes yeah. in the tithe. If you're, yeah, a traditional Christian, I guess. Or, Which is yeah, and alludes to about ten percent of your, yeah. you know, income. I'd say he even gives it that amount. Yeah. So it's wild, but. I, I don't personally, I, I always look up to people that do. I'm like, wow, you do? I hold on to my money way too tight. Mm-hmm. It's like a uh, false sense of security. It is. Yeah. Uh, I want to give. I'm not sure at what point in my life I will. Yeah. You know, like I tip nice sometimes, things like that. Yeah. Uh, that's just my personal, like, I went through a phase in finances where I couldn't pay my bills. Yeah. So I have like a deep sense of like, is my emergency fund enough? Yeah. Because I remember going, God, I don't know if I'm going to be able to buy food. Mm. And that created this crazy sense of anxiety, almost kind of complex. Yeah, yeah. But when I do hear about people that do give, I'm like, that's freaking awesome. Well, I've heard stories. So I read this book called The Giving. It's called The Giving Spirit, something like that. And it was a book about tithing. But the crazy thing about it is, uh, this guy who wrote this book, he was telling all these different stories and accounts of times where uh, he had. I mean, he wasn't killing it financially. He was just getting by. But he had saw a need that someone had where he just gave away his, his car and it was like his family. They had two, they had two cars. It's, I mean, it was still kind of detrimental to him cause he just gave away one of their cars, but gave it away to a family and just to be able to do that. And the fact that there's people doing that, I mean, speaks volumes about our country and just people in, in general. I wish more of our news was about the positive stuff. Yeah. I wish it was not about the negative. And then not only is it negative, it's not accurate. It's not so accurate. It's negative and it's a lie. It's and usually political too. Yeah, like that's, that's the, the thing. Well, that's like, the news. There's always a political slant, and it's not what it should be. Is just like what is happening. What is the news? What is what happening is in the world? So I, I went to a website. It's called humanprogress.org. I heard about this a few years ago, and it's it's a website that is just science articles that are about the positive things that are happening in the world. And sometimes when I was having a bad day, I would look look at it and just get kind of pumped up when you yeah. hear about people talking about politics or something like that and just the negative stuff you know i still hear about you know the country's going down buy guns and ammo you know and it, it's, some, it's true if there's you some relevance enough to it, but of the news that's all you would think oh, is that like oh dude dude it's gotta i mean what we got one more year left like yeah <laughs> maybe two <laughs> why like, am i working if we don't have a year left? yeah yeah if trump just, gets like, voted around? back in like supposedly oh, that's it. it's that's it's over that's it but i heard the same thing about obama yeah, and the same thing when we were going to war in Iraq, it was like yeah. if we don't like, so that's there's so much fear porn, and it's like yeah. I'm glad that there's a website like humanprogress.org to to give us some positive. And I used to get, I think you need some realistic fear about life. You do. Well, but you can't control everything. It's definitely that classic like 
you prepare for the worst, you hope for the best. Ooh, I love that. So you prepare like prepare financially for for that trouble, but you hope it doesn't come. And so in general, in life, I mean, you could watch the news and feel like, oh my God, I'm going to get murdered. I've been listening to uh, Crime Junkies podcast. Oh, yeah. I want to plug them because it, it's such a good podcast. But I've been listening to it like a lot lately, like kind of binging it, to be honest, because they're like 30, 40 minutes and it's just like, I'm not, that what crime is, stuff is, gets what me. What is Crime Junkies? Crime Junkies, they just talk about all sorts of different serial killers, uh, different murders. They follow different. And so the, the host... Um, I think the main host, her name is Ashley Flowers, and then her co-host, um, her name's Brit Brit something or Brittany something. I forget her last name. Um, but yeah, give it a listen if you're into like crime stuff. Go listen to Crime Junk. is a really good. But the, she does a lot of research and like looks up old newspaper clippings. You know, oh, yeah. like, looks into the job. police reports and she tells it in such a really good and intriguing way. But these stories and a lot of them are like cold cases, mm-hmm. um, and so you just hear about all these different cold cases. But the cool thing about it too is that some of them, you know, there's one I listened to was about a, he's not even a cold case detective. He was just a, uh, I think a sergeant in a police force who is just supposed to be looking up. He looks up all rules and regulations on like liquor laws and tobacco and he's on the internet Mm -hmm. and he's trying to track down underage drinking and things like that. And somehow he had stumbled upon a cold case through a Facebook page because there was going to be a 30-year memorial of this girl who was murdered, and he wound up actually solving, like, the murder on just stumbling across a couple things, you know, and so, like, what a positive... Well, he changed the family's thing. life. And, yeah. Because you talk about closure. Yeah. Right? Can you imagine losing your sister or something and then not knowing what happened to her for 30 yeah. years? You cannot... I mean, you can move on, I guess, but how much closure would you have? Exactly. Uh I heard this really good story. Dave Ramsey, again, I'm, a, I'm somewhat a fanatic. My yeah. girlfriend will tell you I'm annoying. But anyways, I listen to her all the time. I just like talk radio on when I'm driving. It just puts me at ease. I just enjoy it. I like I it like too. I like I'm in the conversation. I, I, yep. Yeah. Same here. So anyways, I was listening to it, and there was a story about this lady that uh, her daughter died. So extremely sad. And uh, her daughter died, but because her, I think her daughter was like six or seven, died. And she donated like five organs, which helped like four kids. Okay. Like kidney, heart, uh, liver, uh, something else. I forget. But it was like four things. Lungs, I think. And uh, anyways, she, but because of the laws in Tennessee, I think is where it was from, she was not able to reach out. She wanted to kind of get to know the people or at least, I don't know, be a part of it, I guess. Yeah. Because she, you know, she wanted some. I think maybe to no impact, but she didn't really know. Anyway, she she like reached out somehow, and someone she knew knew one of the moms of the daughters that received the heart, I think. And she ended up getting to meet her and watch her play and other friends. Wow. And she said that was, she thought it, it was going to be really painful. And she said, actually, it wasn't. It brought me a lot of joy because I got to see my daughter, see, she got to see her daughter's like life move on. Yeah. You know, the legacy. Wow. So talk about how impactful Gosh, that is. I like, know. I got to deal with uh, a couple organ donation cases. And, you know, if someone close to me died, I think that would be a pretty cool. That would be, it'd be almost weird, but like a really good way. It, you know what I mean? It's weird. It gives you I, chills. I think it's kinda. a no brainer in my head. I know there's yeah. like this stigma about it, about, you know, oh, they kill you earlier. No, no, there's, that doesn't happen. No, this is not some sci-fi movie. But if you do die and you're able to impact someone, 
That's pretty cool. Have you seen Seven Pounds with Will Smith? I was about to bring up Seven Pounds, dude. Wow. That was such a... If you, and for those of you who haven't seen Seven Pounds, I'd highly recommend watching it, especially while we're talking about human compassion. Yeah. But, um, oh, it's What a good. movie. He's such a stud. Yeah. No, and that's the thing is, like, while we're on the topic of just human compassion, like, this sergeant, it's not even his job to be a detective. He's not a cold case detective. He doesn't have to do any of that. But he makes a decision just out of the goodness of his inherent goodness to be like, I'm going to take my own time to ask a few questions, knock on a few doors, follow a couple leads. You know what I mean? And then explore this thing just to be a good guy. And how often it's not just, you know, first responders either that, that are doing that. People do it every single day. Yeah. And you don't hear about it. No, you you really don't. I wish I heard more about it. And not to like, I'm not going to toot my own horn, but I guess I have a, a very small example. So I was working at the school like a couple weeks ago. And um, at two o'clock, we have most of our kids leave, but we have an extended day until like three forty-five. So at two o'clock, a bunch of our kids leave. I go out to our uh, rear of the school where the parking lot is to you know make sure kids are leaving. No one's getting in fights. There's no homeless drug dealer guy, you know, trying to sell crack to the kids or whatever. Um, so I go out there and I'm walking back up to the front of the school, and there's this um, parent. And she's like on her hands and knees at her front tire, and she's like trying to change her front tire. And at this point, she had gotten the jack um underneath and like started getting cranking on it um but she was you know she looked like she was struggling you know a little bit she's wearing like scrubs looks like she just got off work and you know her hands are dirty and you know i'm just like okay like don't worry like i'll i'll help you i'll change it for you and so i had a, a just a little opportunity to change your tire for her and i have gloves for all sorts of random reasons at work but i have gloves so i don't have to get my hands dirty you know what i mean i just and it was nice not because I'm trying to win brownie points or anything, but I just felt like, you know, sometimes in those moments you see a need and you're like, hey, you know, let me do this. Like, I'll, it's an act of service, you know, and it felt really good. And that's not the reason I did it. I just thought like, oh, this woman, you know, she's just picking up her kid. Now she's got it. I'm already at work, whatever. Like, let me do it, you know. Yeah. And instead of focusing why you did it, the most important thing is you did do it. Yeah. And that helped her. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we think about giving too much, right? Like, am I giving too much? Am I giving? Are you? How are you giving? Are you giving a positive attitude around others? Are you being supportive? Are you lending a open ear? You know, you may not agree. I try to be as open-minded as possible. Yeah. So if someone tells me something, I'm, I try to be understanding. You know, if I don't understand what they're going through, which I can't always. I'm in Frank's, uh, you know, I have Frank's lenses on, yeah. right? And you have Eric's lenses on. But I try to understand that other people have different struggles. And I try to, like, understand that. You know, I used to have a very uh, shallow outlook on weight. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm fortunate. I'm a thinner guy, all right? It's harder for me to gain weight. And I used to have kind of a biased outlook on it. Now I see people try to lose weight, put in this effort. And, and I just want to give them a hug. Yeah, right. You know, like, I know this is hard. It's not easy. And I, I tell, I tell us to smokers all the time. So there's this anti-smoking stigma in America, right? Uh, which by the way, we went from smoking at like 60 something percent in the seventies to like 13%. Anyways, really good in America. Yeah. We've almost, we did really good. It's almost like eliminated again, another positive yeah. thing trend in America. But, uh, so when I see, hear a smoker, I'm like, Hey, do you smoke? Like they have guilt on their face when they're talking about it. And I'm like, hey, look, I know it's hard. Hey, I used to smoke. I used to chew. These are the resources I used to stop. 
So I come from a different approach instead of, you need to quit smoking. That's why you died. You know that's a cancer stick? Yeah, 10 seconds off your life. Every, every <laughs> I hope that puff was worth it. Worth yeah. it. You could have bought some candy, but instead you bought Marble Red. Stick. Camel Crush. Yeah, so, I don't know. We're all guilty of, I think, lacking compassion at times. Yeah, but. totally. And it's not always, you know, people's fault. You know, like, again, you're tired. You're like, you worked all day. Whatever. It can be a million reasons. But I think a, lo- a lot of us, and because of, like, again, media, social media, different outlets like that, almost make it seem and appear that we're not as compassionate as we are and that we can't be as compassionate as, like, what our potential is, you know? So... It like jades people and I keep using that term because that's what it kind of seems like, you know, and then you just talk to people and it's like if it's about politics, like we were talking about earlier, it's like, oh, if Trump gets reelected, that's it. That's, you know, or if he doesn't get reelected, that's it. You know, it's like the doomsday is always looming and it's this fear porn that always keeps us just like in this visceral state, afraid, fearful, you know, hold, hold your cards super close to the chest because, you know, if you help out your neighbor, then you won't have it. And it's even that with just like crushing goals and success. You know, now that we're in 2020, everyone has their goals, you know, whether they're career goals, financial goals, health and weight. But I feel like people, they don't have compassion when other people are setting out goals and doing it. It's almost like their initial reaction is to put them down. I think we've talked about this on the last uh, episode too. And I think it's just way better to celebrate because don't you want a team of people cheering for you while you're accomplishing things? I would prefer them cheering than yeah. being negative. Yeah. Negative will just make me angry and make me do it. Yeah. But that doesn't help everyone. Some no. people they will just recess and bury themselves. Yeah. You know, well, it's like people. vinegar or honey, you know, what really motivates people? Is it all vinegar or honey? I think you need a little bit of both, but I think you need more honey. I think the honey's... Yeah, don't be so much, so much honey, you get diabetes. <laughs> yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Don't want that. Don't be unrealistic. Don't tell someone they're doing a good job when they're not. How about that? Well, it's like being honest. Like being you said, honest. you know, be honest. Yeah. If, if you're in school getting C's, but your potential is A's and B's, I don't know if a good job's worth it, right? You're not showing up to class. You're not really working hard. But if you're working really hard and, you know, you're getting C's and B's and that's your best, well, you're giving it your best. Right on. Here's a high five, right? Yep. Not everyone's Michael Jordan. No. Not Some at people all. are Luke Longley. Which is still a stud. Yeah. But exactly. You know, you're not Michael Jordan, right? Yeah. I was just watching this movie that I, I used to love watching growing up. It was about uh Steve Prefontaine. So for people who don't know me, um I ran track in high school and college and whatnot. I was a huge Oregon track fan growing up. I used to love Steve Prefontaine. He used to run for the University of Oregon. He ran in the seventy two Olympics. He was only 21 years old, and and when he ran there, and he actually wound up taking fourth in a race, but the guy, he was in it till the very end, wound up losing to a guy who was in his absolute prime. But anyways, they made all these different movies about him. The one I was watching is called Without Limits. So when he first gets to Oregon, he is what you would call a front runner. So from the right from the get go of the race, he runs flat out in the front as hard and fast as he can. You control the race, you set the pace, all that. Except his coach, Bill Bowerman, who's like one of the founders of Nike, was telling him, don't do that. Go out slower. 
you'll have more energy. You can actually run faster races, but he never listens to him. And so there's one particular race where he goes out, he runs in the front by 10 yards, the whole race crushes everybody. And he actually ran the fastest time in the world that in that year, um, at that particular race too. Right. So he's all happy. And so he goes to meet up with Bowerman, his coach afterwards, and his coach just throws down a notepad with all these different lap times and is like, you know, and Prefontaine's looking at him like, what's this? He's like, that's the time you should have ran. And he's like, that's six seconds faster than I did than I ran. He's like, I know if you would have went out slower and did X, Y, and Z, this is what you would have ran. But instead you decided to burn all your, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Kind of totally threw him that. And it's like being totally honest with somebody, you know, even when they, like you said, like they have that more potential in them and he's just being flat out honest. But uh, I think we could use that more. I think so. I think, especially our generation younger, we're kind of softer, probably. Yeah, well, we're, we are lightly, in uh, kind of like that weird time where there are participation trophies, you know? Or, yeah, or there's no winners. We don't want to have winners, no. Yep. But that's what society is, right? Yeah, it's who, a very top-down. Who makes the money, right? Yep business is is winners right you won at something so right and even if you become more of a socialist society there's still going to be winners yeah even in russia there's winners saying there's no winner or giving a participation trophy i think compassion would be to be like be honest with that fifth place kid Mm -hmm. person whatever and be like hey i can help you let me volunteer some of my time or get, lend you some advice. And it's not you being a know-it-all. It's you being like, hey, if you do X, Y, and Z, you could actually be better. Or maybe you're playing basketball when really you should be playing tennis. Yeah, exactly. Or, right? Play to your strength. Or maybe you actually have the IQ yeah. right, to or do maybe, something different. Yeah, or, maybe you're the worst salesman in the office because you shouldn't be a salesman. Because usually when you're passionate about something, I think you're usually more, better at it. Yeah. I think it, yeah. I think it most of the time correlates. Well, I think it... it, it translates into you being good because you're obsessed with it yeah you're you just obsessed, be you're happier your energy is more productive with it yeah yeah no that is interesting so going back to yes. humanprogress.org i just wanted to read a few things so just these are just some of the titles eric just scrolling through right now so one thing is researchers detect a global drop in fires so when you watch the news interesting you think the whole world's on fire I'm, I think I'm convinced that California and Northern Arizona are just on fire are all day, all, all the, the time. time. And it's only getting worse. Yeah. We and don't have the Amazon rain. We only anymore. have 10 years left. Yeah, we only have 10 years left. So that this article right here, again, just humanprogress.org, is completely countering that. Here's another one. Civil Aviation Safety Review 2019. Fewer fatal accidents. So even though there's been a couple major accidents, which yeah. is really sad. Oh, yeah. There, it's safer. Right? It is safe. You should tell my mother that. <laughs> She's not totally convinced. It's, well, it's safe. Well, it is, though. It's That's safer than driving a car. Bunch of flights. Yeah, plane crash deaths fell by more than half in 2019. Pretty good. Yeah. It's trending the right direction. Uh, let's see. What else we got? This is another one that's good. Prosperity in the 2010s resulted from capitalism and free trade. Couple words that are catchy. Okay, capitalism, first of all, gets a pretty rough name with it. Yeah. But India used to be the poorest country in the world, and now they are not. Mm. And the, the biggest reason is because they are more capitalistic and have free trade. 
I have heard so rumblings. people can start business? I have nothing to back this up. It's just okay. things I've... I like that, though. ...randomly heard. I wish politicians that started that way. You should be able to look it up. See if you can Google search this. Okay, what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this claim that I heard this, and that it is... India is, like, either number two or three um, tech... Like, technology manufacturer in the world. Like, most of our tech comes from India. I don't know if that's accurate or not. I want to say I heard it on a podcast like two years ago. But it kind of plays to your point that like, yeah, they they were one of the, I mean, they were colonized by the British. I mean, they barely got their freedom like within the last uh, century. That's pretty amazing, right? Not this century, but I mean the last hundred years. Yeah. Like that's pretty incredible. They finally got their independence like relatively very soon. Extremely poor. It said they're... Or is it maybe one output, of the largest tech companies? Is there? Oh, maybe. But it said their output ranking from 14th in 1990 to 6th in 2015 is related to global manufacturing. Yeah. There's a bunch of things on here. But yeah. Um, anyways, just seeing a country go from the poorest in the world. And you're talking about Slumdog Millionaire. Yeah, I'm yeah. just trying to think of a popular movie. I don't... I actually know a lot of people related to from India in healthcare. And I'm just oh, so naive. Dude. I don't know yeah. what it's like over there. There's... Very, very old school uh, cultures over there where For you're sure. born into royalty and stuff like that that uh, we don't really have. systems? Yeah, I've heard yeah. about that. And just bizarre. I'm like, what? Yeah, it's very like... Arranged marriages yeah. and stuff that mm-hmm. you never really hear about here. They have uh, really long weddings, by the way. Like four days or something. It's supposed to be real fun. Oh, sounds fun. They also have a festival wedding. where they... Uh, that color thing. Have you seen that? No, but it's probably pretty colorful. It's like, uh, gosh, I saw it on Snapchat once. They have some holiday where they just like throw this colorful powder and like fireworks and all this. It's insane. Huh. And it's like the brightest colors you've ever seen. It looks yeah. really fun. Um, I've always wanted to go because I want to see the Taj Mahal and I kind of want to go to. There's just too many places to see, right? There's way too many. I What's know. the easiest way to travel the world? Oh, I saw a, a cruise line. It was a hundred grand train. I think. And you get to see 250 countries. Oh, probably that then like a year or something like that or 10 months. Yeah. I've heard that there's a train that at least goes across the, all of Europe. Like you can see every country in Europe on this one train. Oh really? Oh, yeah, okay. That might be worth it too. I do not have this internal drive to have to see everything on earth before I die. I would like to see a lot. You know what I really want? But I don't have that bug. The traveler bug. Okay, I'm going to go off topic for like 30 seconds. Yeah. But all the flat earthers are big into like, can't go to Antarctica. And there's that's where the ice wall is. Yes. And beyond the ice wall, like there might runs. be other like lands and stuff. Yeah. Okay. I'm not like a flat earth enthusiast or anything, but I do find it interesting because I did look up all these laws about Antarctica and it is actually illegal for anybody, you cannot charter a plane to go to Antarctica. Nobody can go to Antarctica. And all there's like tons and tons and tons of flights, like flights that would make sense to travel through the airspace and go over Antarctica. And none of them are directed because um, internationally, and I think it was like in the 50s, they came up with a pact that nobody, right after World War II, no one can go to Antarctica. I was telling my mom this. She was like, I don't believe you. So she looked it up. And she's like, there's like a population of like 2,000 people in Antarctica. And then, but when we read deeper into it, all 2,000 people are government and um, government official like scientists, people that are 
little creepy. Yeah. There's... So talking on the topic real quick of just seeing the whole world, I'm like, there's one thing I could do is I really want to go to Antarctica and see if there's an ice wall and see if these flat earth people are, are real or not. Rant over. <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes this podcast great. I know. Just a couple dudes. Just a couple dudes. Having some topics. But what are also, we going to get into next? Also kind of going off topic. Yeah. Well, because, I mean, that's the stuff that excites us, right? I think so. About. I think people need to be more excited about, you know, I was listening to Dr. Phil one time on Joe Rogan, and it just talked about... God, he's so good. Yeah. I really... Dude, I really like Dr. Phil, man. I, I thought he was just a TV guy. Same here. Because they all get bad examples, but he's like a... A hardened, well, not hardened guy. He's just a southern guy. For, I think from Texas or something. Mm-hmm. Has a good family. Has yeah. A, he has his doctorate. He's a psychologist. He's helped a ton of people. He's got cool sayings like, problems are complex, solutions are easy. Yeah. <laughs> I always loved that <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, that's good. Because you know what? Your mom living in your basement and causing discourse in your family because you're 40 years old with the family and mother-in-law's causing issues. Well, the solution is just to... She needs to find a new place to live. Yeah. Right. But the problem is complex. It's complex. You, know, you got emotions yeah. and, you know, deep emotion ties, whatever. I'm just throwing out a random example, but it was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah I like that. I liked him a lot. So we got any other topics on uh, humanprogress.org? There's a bunch, man. One of the things I... Oh, here's here's one. So technology gets a bad rap all the time, right? Yeah, because it's about to be Terminator. It's about to be yeah, like they the do end. Say that. Like AI is going to take over. We're just not going to live forever, Eric. No. Yeah. So drones and robots are making their way to your door. So delivering products. Oh. You're going to start seeing drones delivering products. Dude, we totally live in the future. It's, in, it's insane. It's, it's wild. And it's, it's going so fast. World's first fully electric commercial aircraft takes flight. That one is the most crazy to me. Because I was listening to Elon Musk on Rogan, and uh-huh. he was saying, because Rogan, they're talking about all electric cars, and Rogan's like, dude, what about all electric planes? And and Elon's like, I'm not even thinking about that. It's not even, it's so far down the road, I'm not even thinking about it. Oh, we're that far off? Yeah. Well, at least Tesla is. I think, yeah, I think that, well, maybe Tesla is, but the technology's got to be there, right? I think technology has actually been stifled, mm-hmm. right? There's no way, we probably really have the technology for iPhone 50, but we oh, give yeah. it out. Yeah. We give it out in time every six months. They know how to dole it out. Yeah. One is called worldviews are pessimistic because they're outdated. So again, we talk about fear mongering and how to get people going. I used to be really into prepping. Yeah. You know? I think it's smart though to prep. Within reason. Well, right? of course. I don't think you should. Yeah. You, know. you don't want to give up your whole life prepping no. for something that doesn't happen. No, I, but I do think it makes sense. I always joke with... Um, with people that I like really want to have some goats and chickens and stuff and a little bit of like maybe like an acre of land. But I really do think that that imagine having some a house, a home, some land that actually produced like some food. I think that's I don't know. It'd be or nice. organic farming. Organic. Or like you'd have like actual good, fresh, healthy eggs, we already have cheese, a, things like local, that. Local local um, farmer stuff. markets yeah oh yeah. they're great have you been yeah i've been to a couple they're actually pretty cool i love farmer's markets yeah i like they, it too they strike all my hipster cords oh yeah yeah it's yeah. at least a two-hour walk through oh yeah it and it's all fresh organic smoothie oh it's like doubly organic mm-hmm. yeah. um one of it was talking about uh like the end of the world so you know there's all this talk about how population growth and blah 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 but all the numbers are training in the right direction 
So you talk about emissions for, by all the main countries are declining heavily. Yeah. And the countries like Africa that are growing rapidly because they're growing from, you know, old type of infrastructure, old type of agriculture and no technology to now they're getting technology. Um, they are uh, rapidly expanding and going to catch up to like America and Europe, right? I believe that. So, Look at China. They're wild. China's like radically revolutionized within the last 50 years. I mean, it's pretty incredible what they've been able to do. They're also one of the like number one producers of uh, what smog pollution. and yeah. pollution in the world. Yeah, but uh, they're changing. They are changing. They are changing. Look at the positives. We're all about positives. When we human compassion. When we talk about tough topics, I think I was talking. I was talking with you about this earlier, Eric. We forget about the human compassion portion. Yeah. And like, I think when you have a tough topic like a school shooting, everyone wants to talk about how to stop it, which is fine. But we forget to address that it's a really sad event. Yeah. Yep. And it impacts a lot of people for the rest of their life, and generations of people. Right. Yeah. So Quite literally to just say, oh, it's just the guns. Yeah, like or, we don't need thoughts and prayers. And it's like, why don't we embrace both? Why don't we rally around thoughts and prayers and legislation and helping out the people? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think if you both acknowledge that this is horrible, what can we do to make it better? Yeah. Instead of, I don't know what we have changed. You know, I have more of a stance on guns and stuff like i have my opinion but i don't know what's being changed at all yeah well and this is what it comes down to a lot too is like i got into this uh discussion with this um lady once because she was so whether you hate trump love trump whatever let's we don't even have to say trump it could be any president to be honest whether it was bush obama trump um she was so passionate about it but she was so uh, convinced that like if this president is reelected that it will directly have like the most atrocious and negative effect on the country right it'll just be the end all like we don't know if like she doesn't know if we'll survive four years that kind of a thing and i was like so she's telling me like you know the most impactful thing you can absolutely do is vote like go vote do that and i'm like okay well sure go cast your vote but no the the most impactful thing you can do is like love your family, love your friends, love your neighbor, be a good person, be a good citizen, you know, go to work. You know, like that that's all you can control. And yeah. that's all and if everyone's doing that, that's that's like revolutionary. You know what I mean? And that's why you get four hundred and twenty billion dollars in donations from charities e- in America. Exactly. Right? And that's with Trump or without Trump. With, with or without important. doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter if it's Obama. It doesn't matter, it doesn't matter who Bush. it is. It doesn't it matter be, who it is. It could be the rock, it could be Oprah. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't matter. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, look, I'm not telling this lady, I'm like, I'm not, it's not like you're wrong for believing what you believe. You can believe whatever you want. But what I'm telling you is it, it really isn't the end of the world. It, I, I promise you, you won't die because of the president. You know what I mean? Like, it's not going to be the difference maker in like, like you getting the job you're looking for or not. You know, it's like what, what's going to help you out more is how you treat people. Like, are you a good neighbor? Are you a good friend? Are you a good, you know, son, daughter, whatever? Like, are you a good person? Do you have compassion for others? And that is what's going to move our country forward more than whoever. Because you know what? Whoever's going to be president next, 
we have all, pretty much almost no control over. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's, it's so be, far beyond out of your hands. Like, just focus on, like, let's be in a good unit of people. Instead of just attacking. Yeah, we put a lot of emphasis on things that don't actually matter that much. Yeah. yeah it's odd. Like, and I got wound up last election. I got oh, we, up. I, we I, all I got did, cut up. Yeah, in. we get cranked up. I thought the Republican... Uh, what do you call it? The Republican debates? National, they oh. were actually really entertaining. They were extremely they entertaining. They were so actually. entertaining. <laughs> I was I was just baffled. I was laughing all the time. Yeah. Like watching Governor Chris Chris Christie or whatever just tear apart a guy or oh, Rubio and uh Trump going at it with each other. I was Tell just him like his hands were sweaty or, or small. Small. Yeah, he's small like, hands. your hands are small, but and he's don't like, worry, not everything else is small. Yeah. Yeah. He says something <laughs> like that. And I'm just like, this is honestly comedy. It is. And it's for our president. And right now on the Democratic side, I think it's the same type of stuff. It, it's not as outlandish, but No, yeah. It's still not good. But it yeah, it's not good. <laughs> it's and like, it's like it's gonna have the same impact that like the Super Bowl is going to have. Yeah. You know, this visceral craziness hype. It, whether Tom Brady wins another ring, is it going to impact me? Really? Is it going to impact me and my relationships, the romance in my no. life, this podcast? Not really, you know? So like, let's just have more compassion. Let's just love each other. Everybody love everybody. That's, yeah, that's what I think. <laughs> everybody love everybody. That's yeah, a good movie too. Uh, we're at uh, 45 minutes. That's not bad. It's not bad. I think, Eric, is there anything else? Like, I mean, we hit the. I think we stayed on topic pretty well today. We did. That's something we're uh, we're working on. That's I something think, I'm trying to. I think something I heard, and I brought this up before, is have an information diet. I have. Yeah. I have not been on social media as much, and I'm telling you, my life's a little better from it. I've uh, I've heard that quite a bit from from people. Um, and I, and I really want to attribute it to the fact that social media can get us in a state of fear and insecurity and it gnaws at us and gnaws at us and gnaws at us. And it's overall, that's what it's doing, you know, rather than just purely uplifting, kind of like motivating and uplifting things. So I've, I've chosen on like my personal accounts to try and only follow, you know, friends, people, accounts that are, that are like that, you know. And people that are positive too. Yeah, Is like it, I follow David Goggins, yeah. Cameron Haynes, like Gary Vee, like stuff like that because uh-huh. I'm he- constantly or like groups the things of people, I'm seeing. Like yeah, groups. stuff that I'm seeing is like just really positive or like interesting, and it's not like like it, I don't care who you are if you support Kylie Jenner or whatever, but if you follow like that chick's page, and you're a young girl, like a young woman, you're only gonna feel like. Oh my god, I want that. I want to be like that. Oh my god, she's this. She's it's like that's gonna that has to create some kind of insecurity in you. Yeah. Like it's got to. It's not good. I used to watch all these fitness people. And I'd be like, God, I want to look like that or I want that life. And I'm like, that's just not my life though. It's not. It's not realistic. I'd rather see the mom down the street with her kids, like, I don't know, at the park or something, be like, Oh, that's that's a realistic outcome. They're actually happy, have a happy family. I don't know. I yeah I, I had to stop I had to cut all those people out or people people that are making money off of my views exactly which, I mean please support us guys on on social we'll media support us for sure but we're not I mean we're not making money or anything no yeah, I'm just here to spread a fun. good message yeah spread a good message share it with others you know grow think, ourselves exactly and then soon we're gonna be we're gonna be sharing once we figure out the technology stuff here I know which we're, right now we're totally stifled so anyone who has a, a good yeah, mind for for podcast tech. equipment. Please um, reach out to our Gmail. 
Yeah, we are J A K D U D E S at gmail.com. Jackdudes at gmail.com. Please email us with any questions or concerns or collaborations, but also if you know how to set up podcast equipment. Yes, please. Yes. We have a whole piece of equipment. We don't even know what it does. Because we have all this new equipment. I have no idea what to do with it. I just have my very simple old stuff that we're stuck using and eric is the tech guy i'm not the tech guy yeah that just tells you something that tells you how incapable so please anyone but we will soon and again we're going to be doing like free advertisement advertisement for people oh yeah we're only going to advertise people that we believe in right exactly so if it's like some con artist ponzi scheme that they're trying to sell protein powder to women we're not going to support that exactly right is that the song it's Marvin Gaye. Ooh, little Marvin Gaye to end it. Just a little bit. Just a couple dudes. Just a little bit. Jack dudes. Oh no. Jacked underscore podcast. My personal account is Eric underscore Alonzo. And then you have at Franklin Lewandowski. At yep. Frank Lewandowski. Yeah. At Frank Lewandowski. Not Franklin. Sorry. I didn't know it's all good. All it's close enough. Through. It's close I always enough. wonder. But I just put in that F and it pops up. Right away. And the other account is my dad. It's not him. He's not the one that's on the podcast. Maybe we'll get him on someday. Yeah, but please reach out, everybody. Reach out. Talk to us. Thanks for listening. Yeah, see you next time.